Hi, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Forward Maryland. My name is Bill Woodcock, and today is Saturday, March 16th, 2019. Here's what's going on. Uh, first off, I have to uh, apologize in advance for if, in case my voice sounds off. I've been uh, dealing with some allergies. Looks like pollen is very high in the uh, in the great state of Maryland this week. So uh, Tuesday night started to feel a little scratchy, and then Wednesday through Friday, I couldn't talk at all. So uh, today is the first day I'm kind of feeling a little bit back to my old self, so i uh, Thought I would get on here and do myself a podcast and hopefully entertain and inform uh, the true believers out there. A little bit of a reminder, uh, next Saturday we're going to be doing our first show with our first guest. And that will be Nina Basu, who is the CEO and President of the Inner Arbor Trust, a uh, nonprofit arts organization in Howard County, Maryland, dedicated to the development of the property around Merriweather Post Pavilion into an arts community for all Howard County to enjoy. Uh, I'm, I happen to be on the board of that organization, and uh, the trust draws uh, people from southern PA all the way through northern Virginia. So definitely a, a very relevant arts organization in Maryland. So uh, you get to learn more about the Inner Arbor Trust and the great work that it does next week. Number of things going on uh, this week, right? And uh, it has been kind of a uh, kind of a roller coaster week, and most of that roller coaster is going down. Um, very horrific stuff going on in New Zealand, with obviously the shootings in the, the mosques in Christchurch, New Zealand, uh, and uh, the ramblings of this person uh, who is the shooter. Um, I don't really care to say accused shooter because let's face it, that person's the shooter and, uh, their hatred and their, um, their predilection towards white nationalism, white supremacy, uh, racist causes. Uh, and it's just the latest, um, example of the fact that this white nationalism, this racist tone in our discourse is not just limited to the United States. It's indeed a worldwide phenomenon. And uh, apparently one of this guy's triggers to becoming violent was, uh, was the election of Emmanuel Macron in France a couple years ago. And Macron, if anything, is a centrist. So, um, you know, this, this, these people are going off going off the rails for terrible, terrible reasons. Not that there's any good reason to go off the rails. And, uh, you know, the what goes on in this bloodshed um, just makes you, uh, makes you sober and makes you really, um, you know, um, question um, what's going on in the world. And, you know, being the father of two young adults, you know, I look squarely in the face every day and in the mirror and ask myself, you know, did I do the right thing? I mean, am I bringing children up into a world that is worse than the one that I inherited? Uh, not just in the tone of how we treat each other, but with everything else going on, uh, economic strife, classism, um, 
global warming, climate change. Um, you know, this world is really beset with a lot of problems right now. And uh, it's a little bit hard to see the good right now. But see the good we shall. And we shall move forward. And we shall get past this. And we shall surpass this. Uh, but it's going to take time. And I'd like to think that there's some solace to be found in some great stuff going on, uh, maybe here in the great state of Maryland, but I can't really say as there is. The Republican Party in the state of Maryland, folks, uh, is truly going insane. And I just don't mean that they are going to the right and that they're becoming more Trumpy, which they are, but they are truly going insane. And I hold forward some examples. Uh, in Howard County, uh, there is a uh, there was a Facebook post last week that a bunch of local Republicans jumped on. Uh, a local uh, Democratic activist, a woman who became active after the 2016 elections, was very uh, vocal with issues of the local school system in Howard County, and was very uh, much a participant in, uh, in, uh, the, uh, county executive election and, uh, you know, a big fan of the county executives, Calvin Balls, um, you know, pictures of this person attending, um, attending, you know, going to the halls of Congress, uh, and meeting, uh, a woman who, who has been known to say she's happens to be a woman of the of the Islamic faith and has been known to say some controversial things, um, you know, in that community and with respect towards, towards other faiths. Um, apparently because this local activist met this woman, um, now all of a sudden the Howard County Republican party has decided to brand this woman, some sort of a radical. And, uh, that's lunacy. Uh, that's lunacy. I know this woman personally. She's not a radical. Uh, she's a mother. She's a wife. She's a professional person. Uh, she's an activist. She cares about her community and about making it a better place. So I, I don't want to hear this nonsense. Uh, these local Republicans and state Republicans know better. Uh, they don't be better. They don't act better. And as far as I'm concerned, the whole bunch of them are a bunch of gutless cowards with no with no stones. They're, they're disgusting, uh, every single last one of them. And uh, you know, if they don't like it, if they don't like uh, living in a diverse world, then to each and every one of them, get out of your little McMansions in Western Howard County and go somewhere where where people will adore your racism and your white nationalism and your white supremacy. Go to Alabama, go to Mississippi. Better yet, just get out of the country altogether. Just go. Uh, I'm really sick and tired of these people uh, attacking private citizens. I'm a, I, for one, stand as a private citizen who Howard County Republicans have attacked personally. And I'll, you know, I have a public voice. I grant that. Okay, even though what I think they they even though I think their experience as it relates to me, and I'm not going to uh, not going to go rehash it. It was years ago, but even though I think those were the work of simpletons and it was ridiculous, I can see where they come from. But 
uh, this woman has no public voice. You know, she just exercises her constitutional rights. You know, she loves Calvin Ball. She has lots of pictures taken with Calvin Ball. She's always with Calvin Ball and some local Howard County elected official or activist. All she wants to do is to stand up for what she believes in. So for the Howard County Republicans to call her some sort of a extremist, that's just racist and classist and classless on so many levels. These people are disgusting and they ought to be ashamed of themselves. But they're not alone in being racist and disgusting. So in Anne Arundel County, uh, Anne Arundel County's Republican Party is hosting its uh, annual Lincoln-Reagan dinner. And so uh, they have chosen to have former White House Press Secretary Sean Spicer be their keynote speaker. Well, my goodness, I could not imagine of a more fitting person to speak to Anne Arundel County Republicans, the party of Michael Perutka, uh, the former uh, Southern Party activist, uh, than uh, than Sean Spicer, who uh, who was President Trump's first designated liar. You know, we all remember the day after the inauguration. This was the biggest crowd ever to witness an inauguration. Period. I mean, even when Stephen Colbert brought this guy out last year, you know, to kind of you know give him a little bit of a chance to redeem himself, he couldn't. Um, you know, this guy's just like a lot of other Republicans. You know, they were principled. Spicer was a conservative communications person, former communications director of the Republican Party, um, you know, for a long time. And then as soon as Trump got elected, uh, these people lost their souls and uh, he just became a a parrot. He just became a mouthpiece. So, um, you know, good for you, Sean Spicer. Glad you got a little speaking gig. Hopefully you're not getting any money for it. Uh, but uh, Anne Arundel County's Republicans ought to be just ashamed of themselves. Uh, the uh, the um, anti, anti-immigration uh, movement seems to be spreading to Harford County. Uh, I saw a picture of a uh, Facebook post where there's a delegate in uh, Harford County who had a picture of herself taken against a huge brick wall and was holding a brick. Uh, so, um, you know, I don't know what relevance in Maryland we have to, uh, build the wall. Uh, the state legislature has absolutely no role or say so in building a wall, but, uh, Republicans, it just shows that, uh, anti-immigrants, uh, anti-others, uh, anti-anybody whose skin is not white is, uh, is a thing for today's Maryland Republican Party. And uh, what a sad, what a sad state of affairs from the party of Charles Jamak Mathias, Connie Morella, um, Marty Madden, uh, more locally, um, even even Bob Kittleman. Uh, what a sad state of affairs. Ellen Sauerbrey. Uh, what a sad, um, you know, Marjorie Holt. What a sad state of affairs. Uh, Helen Delich Bentley. Oh my God. I could just keep going. Uh, Wayne Gilcrest, you know, uh, my goodness, Roscoe Bartlett, you know, um, what a horrible, horrible state of affairs, 
Uh, I got another one. How about Bob Ehrlich? You know, just a sad state of affairs from uh, from the Republican Party that all of those people I just mentioned stood for, and uh, and and what it is now. It's just pitiful. It is absolutely pitiful and pathetic. And um, you know, people who are people who are conscientious Republicans who want simply less government less taxation, um, you know, where do they go now? I don't understand where they where they have a place in politics anymore because you can't be a Republican anymore because if you're a Republican, you have to buy in to this racism, this anti-otherism, all this other crap. Where, where do you go? I'd really like to know from some Republicans because right now Republicans who represent the Maryland Democratic Party are – People like Kirby DeLauder, the Frederick County Commissioner, uh, Mike Perutka, who I just mentioned. Um, it's, it's you know, uh, these, these yokels out in Howard County, uh, who I just won't mention because they're imbeciles. It's just terrible. So, you know, that is what it is. Um, to, uh, to continue when I, you know, to continue... Uh, Today's fun and game. I'd like to uh, move on to, uh, and this is a this is a sad contrast, I guess, because uh, there have been two people whose lives uh, were lost this week who really uh, epitomized uh, what it was what it meant to be a gentleman statesman and a uh, good ethical uh, elected official uh, over in back in the seventies and eighties. And one of them is former Maryland Governor Harry Hughes. Uh, this was the first governor I've had a chance to meet. And uh, I'm happy to have met Governor Hughes and all of his successors. That's, that's pretty awesome. But uh, Governor Hughes became governor in the wake of a lot of scandal in Maryland politics in the 60s and 70s. And, um, you know, he should get well-deserved credit for cleaning up the state a good bit. And uh, making Maryland a, a respectable place to be a public servant again. So, um, uh, you know, the loss of a former governor is kind of a big deal. And I'm, I'm kind of surprised it didn't get more of a, a mention. And then the other was uh, Senator Birch Bayh, a three-term former U.S. senator from Indiana. Um, was best well-known probably as being the author of the legislation to create Title IX. Uh, affirming and establishing uh, gender equity in um, in collegiate sports and in other areas, and uh, you know, again, you know, good solid Midwestern values. Uh, maybe uh, ran for president in 1976, but uh, not exactly the most charismatic person, but uh, definitely a solid solid senator and a solid public servant for the people of Indiana and so his passing is also a loss so there's one more thing before I go about this whole thing with the Maryland Republican Party where's Larry Hogan and all of this I mean he has to kind of start to be considering himself to be a person without a country because if the grassroots of the Republican Party are turning hard right um, what's in this for Hogan? You know, what does Hogan do? 
you know, and and frankly, my opinion is that this this just uh, enhances the chances that he'll run in the Republican primary against Trump, uh, because I think somebody ought to run as a Republican against Trump. Somebody ought to stand up for what the Republican Party has classically stood for uh, up through the age of Reagan and frankly, up through the age of George W. Bush. And um, if not Hogan, then who? Uh, I don't see John Kasich getting into that. I don't see Jeb Bush getting into that. And I know Bill Weld is thinking about it. But, you know, they've all kind of been around it a little bit. And Hogan is not. Uh, He's, you know, he successfully uh, has won two terms in a very blue state. And uh, he has some conservative credentials. So, you know, I, I wonder that as we see the party, the Republican Party in Maryland, maybe become even too too red for Larry Ogan, um, if instead of simply accepting that and accepting that he's he has been a political unicorn in the state of Maryland, because I guarantee you a radical right winger in Maryland, if they nominate one for governor next time, will not win. Um so instead of being known as a political unicorn, maybe he could stand for something. Maybe he could stand for uh, what the next generation of national Republican leaders ought to be. And it's not what's in the White House right now. Just a thought. Anyway, uh, made it a pretty long podcast here this, this episode, so I guess I had a lot to say. I'm Bill Woodcock. Thank you again for listening to Four in Maryland. Have a wonderful rest of your day. Take care.